Welcome to the Vagina Rehab Doctor podcast. This is for all women, vagina CEOs, even men, and all people everywhere who want to better understand vaginal health. Y'all, I'm preaching the vagina gospel and sharing the truth worldwide. Hallelujah! I'm Dr. Janelle Howell, a pelvic floor physical therapist, and your go-to resource for all things vaginal health, pelvic floor fitness, and sexual wellness. I'm teaching you everything your mama didn't about your vagina. Welcome back, y'all, to another episode of the Vagina Rehab Doctor Podcast. I am really excited to talk about this today because if you're following me on Instagram or if you know me at all, you know that I believe in putting your pleasure first. I even have this this model, this phrase, right, where it's I come first, I come first, spell C-U-M, okay, because we talk about sexual pleasure and sexual wellness here a lot. But before we get into three ways that you can start putting your pleasure first in the bedroom, I first just want to say thank you for being here and showing up to this podcast. I don't take it lightly that you're listening that you're sharing this podcast, that you're subscribing and leaving reviews. So if you have not been one of those people who have done that yet, please scroll to the bottom of this podcast and leave me a five-star raving review. Your review will support this podcast and going to reach more of the world in normalizing these conversations that preserve our mental health, our sexual health, and our pelvic health, okay? So let's get into this topic. It's a really common problem that we struggle with putting our pleasure first, especially when it comes to a sexual relationship. Men, anybody that has a dangling, anybody that has a little peeny, peeny, penis, they are known to reach orgasm with almost every sexual encounter. They're also known by society to be the ones who are expected to be pleased, right? Even if we think about vaginal tightness, Typically, that idea of tighter is better comes from the notion that tighter is better for a man. And because it's better for a man, he's probably going to praise you. He's probably going to say, oh, it's tight. Oh, it feels good. So then that may make you feel good about your vagina and your sort of sexual performance. But really, when we think about it, a really tense and restricted muscle doesn't help us in any way. So we do need a certain level of vaginal tone and grip and strength, but only to the degree that's healthy and normal. An excessive amount is really not doing anything. And in fact, the women and the people that I work with for pelvic floor dysfunction, and I'm talking about all ages, many of them come to a pelvic floor physical therapist like myself or any other pelvic floor physical therapist, and their muscles are way too tight, their vagina. Their pelvic floor muscles are way too tight. And that is contributing to difficulty with arousal, difficulty with orgasm, sexual pain, peeing during sex, all of these issues that definitely do not enhance our pleasure. So it's not just the physical problems that contribute to this issue of us not achieving the pinnacle of our pleasure and getting what we want and feeling satisfied and and feeling sexually confident in the bedroom. It's also the fact that We learn to settle. We learn to put our partner first. We learn to look for ways in which we can please them. 
But we don't speak up all the time. We don't communicate. Maybe we don't want to bruise the person's ego. Maybe we're tired of taking on that teacher role and trying to show someone what to do. We might expect them to just know. And so what happens is we're leaving our sexual benefits on the table. We're leaving the benefits, the good stuff. We're leaving the good stuff on the plate. And so what I want to do is I want to normalize us pursuing pleasure. It's not selfish. It's not dirty. It's not wrong. It's normal. It's healthy. It's a way of prioritizing yourself. All right. So the number one way that I want to that I want to emphasize or that I want to teach you is if you want to start putting your pleasure first in the bedroom and even outside is you have to start having conversations with people that can impact your pleasure. So this extends beyond sexual activities because honestly, if we're not putting our pleasure first outside of the bedroom, outside of sex, outside of intimacy, outside of the physical stuff, then it will be even more difficult to put our pleasure first in the bedroom because there's shame involved with sex. We're expected to submit. We're expected to want to please our partner, to be a good girlfriend, be a good wife, be a good partner. So there are different nuances that are in the bedroom that are not outside of the bedroom. So you want to start having conversations that address the areas in which you are not getting your needs met. If we're talking about sex, what this looks like is outside of the bedroom, talking to your partner at a good time. When you guys have the time, your partner's not busy. They're not really stressed. Maybe you're on a road trip or maybe you're just driving to the grocery store and it's 30 minutes away. You know, it's a very calm, relaxing, you know, low pressure time. And then you can bring it up. You know what, babe? I want to ask you something about sex. And you just pause. Don't say anything. Let it go say, okay. What is it? I want to let you know that I prioritize and I think that our time together when we're sexual is so important to me. And I want to feel as much pleasure with you when we're having sex as possible. Or I want to feel as much pleasure with you when we're being intimate as possible. And sometimes I don't get there. Like sometimes I don't feel that level of satisfaction that I know that I can experience with you. So these are some of the things that I think will really help me get there and also connect to you on a deeper level. This is just an example. You're going to have to make it your own, but you can say, I think that if we spend like at least 10 to 15 minutes with just foreplay, I'm going to be so much more wet. I'm going to be so much more aroused. I'm going to be so much more excited to engage with you. I'm going to be begging for it. So you're not putting the pressure on the, you don't give me enough for a play. Every time we have sex, you, you just skip right over it. And no matter what I ask for, no matter what, that's complaining, that's snacking. But if you say, you know what? I'm thinking of how I can get even more, even more into our sexy time. And I think that this is what will help me to get there. I think if we spend at least 10 to 15 minutes on foreplay, and if you touch my boobs the way that I like, or let's say there's something else that you really enjoy. If you give me that massage with that special oil that I like, that, mm, baby, it does something to me. Can we do that more? Because that really helps me to get in the moment. 
So make this your own. Make this relevant to your situation and don't be afraid to put your pleasure first. We're talking about your pelvic health here. We're talking about your cardiac health. Sexual wellness even supports your heart health and your mental health. Obviously, your relationship health, right? So don't be afraid of it. You're prioritizing and you're advocating for healthy living when you do this. So that's the first thing. Start having those conversations with people who can impact your pleasure outside of the bedroom if you're looking to experience more sexual satisfaction, more sexual passion, and more sexual pleasure, okay? Number two, I want you to start texting your partner. I want you to start sending messages, leaving notes, get a sticky note, piece of paper, send them a text, even send them a voice note. And what you're going to do is you're going to tell them that you cannot stop fantasizing about them doing so-and-so to you, right? The so-and-so is the stuff that you enjoy. It's what you need more of, right? You're going to say, you're going to text them and be like, babe, I cannot stop thinking about you. Whatever they respond next, you're going to say, I cannot stop fantasizing about you kissing my neck while you're rubbing down and caressing my body as soon as you get home. You're literally asking for what you want, but you're phrasing it in a sensual and a sexual and in in an exciting way. It's not a burden. It's not, you're not pressuring them. You're painting the picture of what you want to experience with them while telling them what you need, what you want, what you enjoy. So you're texting this during the day or if they leave for work during their lunch break or maybe you leave a a little note on the toilet seat or by their nightstand, whatever it is, that's what you're going to start doing. You're going to start letting them know via these messages exactly what you desire without saying, hey, I need you to do this more in the bedroom. Hey, how come you don't do this enough? I never get off with you. You You just never listen. That's not going to help them feel like they're wanted. This is what you're going to do. You're going to send them a text and you're going to say, babe, I cannot stop fantasizing about us trying this new thing. Or you're going to say, babe, I keep having this fantasy about us. That's it. Dot, dot, dot. That's it. Babe, I keep having this fantasy about us. Dot, dot, dot. And then you're going to say, I cannot stop thinking about you giving me a foot massage while I'm naked on the bed listening to my favorite R&B song. And then after that, we make passionate, slow love. Like you are so specific. You are so direct and you are confident in your sexual energy. That's energy right there. Okay, number two. So that was number two. You're gonna text them, send a note, letting them know what you're fantasizing about, but you're not gonna just give some random fantasy. You're gonna tell them that you're fantasizing about the thing that really turns you on And that speaks to your sexual needs. So number one was just have more conversations, just regular talking conversation. It doesn't have to be sexy or sensual or flirty. You're just talking about what's going to help you to really get into it sexually, right? Number two, you're going to text them, which is also called sexting. Or you're going to send them a note telling them what you can't stop fantasizing about. And then number three, you're going to be a little bit more vocal, okay? You're going to be more vocal not just about sexual pleasure, but you're going to be vocal in terms of the sounds that you make whenever you're experiencing something that you enjoy. So let's imagine that you're having that muffin, that blueberry muffin, that banana nut muffin, 
It's just so warm and it's soft and it's luscious. It also has that crunch with the nuts, right? So you're biting into this muffin. Let's say you're at home and only your partner's there. Only Let's say it's just you. When you bite into it, I want you to go, mm, this is so good. Ooh, this muffin hit the spot because I want you to start utilizing the part of your brain that functions solely for auditory processing because sexuality is a, it's a performance, really. It's an experience, but it's also a performance. There's sounds going on. There's movement. And so I want you to start practicing audibly expressing when something feels good to you. When you're in the car and you have the window down and that breeze feels good, I want you to go, oh, this feels so good. When your partner gives you a hug, just a regular hug, a good bear hug after a long, tired day, or maybe you're crying and your partner's hugging you, I want you to go, mm, it just feels so good to get a hug. And I want you to start carrying that over into sexual intimacy, even if it's not sexual uh, act, even if it's not intercourse or oral sex or any of those things. Just cuddling or holding hands like, mm, I love when you hold my hand. I want you to really use those sounds. Mm, I love it when you do that. And then if you are in a place where you're having sexual intercourse or sexual activity of any kind, oral sex, manual stimulation to the genitals, you know, outer course, intercourse, all of that, sex toy use, use your sounds. Because when you start using your vocal cords, your pelvic floor also engages in your diaphragm. This is going to create vibrations and bring more blood flow to your sexual organs, to your clitoris, etc., and help support your pleasure, your arousal, and even your orgasms. So make some sounds. Yeah, make some sounds because it's good for you. And it's going to tell your partner, and it's also going to tell yourself, even if you're solo, that you're not afraid to really sink into your pleasure. You're not afraid to make noise. You're not af afraid to take up space. You're not afraid to make some sound in the name of what pleases you. All right, so let's just summarize again. Number one, what you're going to do is you're going to have more conversations with anyone that can impact your pleasure, telling them exactly what you think is going to help you to get into it more sexually. Number two, you're going to text your partner if you have one, or you're going to write in a journal about things that turn you on if you're not in a relationship, or you're going to leave little notes, sexy love notes to yourself if you're solo, but notes to your partner if you're not. And you're going to tell them what you're fantasizing about. If you're solo, if you're single, you're going to tell yourself what you're fantasizing about. And number three, you're going to be more vocal with things that please you. Even if it's not sexual, it could be a fruit that's so juicy. When you bite into that thing, I want you to be like, oh, it tastes so good. Use your vocal cords. Use that noise. Use those sounds so that you can carry that into the bedroom and sound off in the name of your pleasure. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, if you learned something new, if you feel sexually empowered in any way, I want you to share this with someone on Instagram. Take a screenshot of this episode and share it in your stories. Help me spread the word that our sexual wellness is just as important as our mental wellness, our spiritual wellness, and our physical wellness. All right. Thank you guys for listening. And I'll see you again next Monday.